Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to The Art of Being You. Um, I'm your host, Rachel Wortman, and listen, I'm so glad to be back with you guys today. I was hoping we would have a new episode last week, but uh, as you may have heard if you follow me on social, um, I ended up getting COVID over Christmas and feeling really, really thankful to have had a pretty mild case. Worst part about it was losing my smell and taste, Um, and so I was dealing with a little bit of the brain fog and fatigue and thought, you know what, I'm going to give myself an extra week to recover, and I am back fully better, can't quite smell yet, but otherwise I'm pretty much back to normal and ready for today. So we are tackling a monumentous topic today on the art of being you that I feel is extremely relevant to where we are in this moment in time. And I want to say up front that it's okay if you don't agree with me uh, where I land on this topic, but I do think it's important for us to explore if we are believers, and this is particularly to those of you who would call yourself Christians or followers of Jesus, if we are believers, we've got to think critically about the days that we are in. Of course, we are in the last days, but we have been in the last days for about 2,000 years. Peter himself in 1 Peter proclaims we are now in the last days. So uh, something that needs to be thought about. Um, We're going to be talking today about the Antichrist. What is the Antichrist? And is the Antichrist someone in the U.S., the United States government right now? And I don't know about you, but I have heard dozens of people talking to me about who they think the Antichrist is. And um, wow, that's all I'm going to say about that. It's very... Very important that we understand this. So I did a series with my church uh, back in the fall on the book of Revelation. We did a four-part series where we did a deep dive into the book of Revelation and really looked at a lot of the application of that book. And so if you are interested or if you are someone who is really buying into the thinking that we are in Uh, The Rapture Days Are Imminent. I I really encourage you to listen to that series. You can find it on the Bethel OKC podcast. Um, But particularly, we did a deep dive into the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast and all these types of things. I mean, this is a very in-depth look, and I think it'll be very helpful for you. And you can find that one on the Bethel OKC podcast, episode number 185, 185. So I just encourage you, if you're intrigued at all by what we talk about today, go check that out. It'd be a great resource, a very thorough deep dive. Um, Okay, so let's talk about what's happening in the world today. I don't want to get political and I don't plan to, but uh, I was talking to somebody a few months ago about President Trump and uh, they were talking about, well, you know, everybody thinks he is the Antichrist. And I don't know about you, but um, I was very surprised to hear that a large portion of the evangelical church is wondering if President Trump is the Antichrist. Now, I don't fault anybody for doing that because if I'm going to be completely transparent and candid with you, uh, prior to the days that Obama was elected, I had some thoughts that could Obama be the Antichrist? Now, I need to be able to clarify those. And here's why. I did no political research at that time. My perception of the Antichrist, what was that, like 12 years ago or whenever he got elected? 
elected for his first time, my perception of the Antichrist was that this was going to be a very suave, suit-wearing, smooth-talking American politician who would, you know, be able to get all of these people on board with his thinking and his ideology, and that's about as far as I had thought about it. So, um, that's not a good thing. I'm, I'm definitely not saying, oh, we should all think this way. I, I'm actually embarrassed that I ever thought that in the first place. But then, of course, you've got people thinking, well, maybe it's Hillary Clinton. Maybe it's Nancy Pelosi. Maybe it's President Trump. Maybe it's, you know, and we're trying to pin the Antichrist on someone who has a significant amount of power in our national government. And I want to say to you two things. Number one, the Antichrist is not a person. And number two, if the Antichrist was a person, it would not be an American. <laughs> But here's what I want us to understand. In the book of Revelation, there is no Antichrist. So that might really surprise you. And depending on the translations that you read, there is uh, one or two translations out there that, that inaccurately say the beast is the Antichrist. But what we have to look at is that there is there are two beasts in the book of Revelation. There's a land beast and a sea beast. Um, and then we have the mark of the beast. And then we have references to the book of Daniel, where Daniel had a vision that he saw four beasts, basically, and um, really interesting stuff. And so basically, Revelation is picking up off of the book of Daniel, where Daniel has this perspective on these different beasts who are coming to thwart God's plan on the earth. And he sees um, he kind of understands who the first three are, but he doesn't know who the fourth one is. And that's because it was way in the future from when Daniel was living. And uh, although I digress here for a moment, in the book of Daniel, when he has this vision, God tells him, seal this up because it's not for this time. It's for a time in the future. So Daniel does. And then almost as if they are handing the baton to each other, John picks up that um, a lot of that prophecy in Daniel and begins to bring clarification to it. And John is told by God, these are things that are going to happen soon. If you're looking at the dates right now, the dates between Daniel and John in Revelation is about the same distance in time from the from the book of Revelation being written until now, 2021. What that says to us is, well, maybe it's not quite exactly that extreme amount of time, but what that says to us is this. When John is told these things are going to happen soon, but Daniel is told, seal them up there for another time, then we cannot assume that the book of Revelation is just waiting in limbo to be fulfilled for all of these thousands of years. So if you have listened to my series on the book of Revelation, you'll hear me say that I believe a large portion of the book of Revelation already was fulfilled. Does that mean that similar events are, you know, not, you know, that it's not possible for similar events to happen in the future? Absolutely not. I think it's absolutely possible for similar events to what's prophesied in the book of Revelation to happen in 2021, 2040, 20, you know, 90, whenever in the future. But I don't believe that's what the book of Revelation was talking about. I believe that evil looks the same in any generation that it comes from. It wants to kill people. It wants to silence good-hearted people. It wants to rob your power from you. It wants to overtake you. Uh, it's not good. It looks, you know, the same whether you're wearing togas, whether you're wearing primitive clothes uh, in the bush of Africa thousands of years ago, whether you're wearing colonial pilgrim outfits or whether you're wearing uh, skinny jeans or leggings and a tunic top. Right. So it doesn't really matter the the clothing of the evil. Evil looks the same in every generation. That being said, when I look at the book of Revelation and specifically the, the thinking about the Antichrist, 
really it's not there. This popular belief that we have that there's going to be this governmental figure who's going to come very suave or very persuasive in how they speak. You know, I can see how people might think that could be Trump looking at the masses of people that he's gathering to his cause. Um, But at the same time, you have to step back and say, to what end? In the book of Revelation, again, there's not this one person antichrist that is called the antichrist. There is this thinking about the beast. And John actually goes on in the book of Revelation to say who the beast is. In fact, if you listen to the series on Revelation, I'm sorry I keep plugging that, but it's just such a more in-depth look at this than what I can give you right now. Um, John actually says the entire book is written in Greek. There is one series of three words that are written in Hebrew, and those three words are numbers. And in the Hebrew language, numbers also spell out alphabet things. And so uh, let me spare you the the crypticness. When he talks about 666, that's the only three words in the book of Revelation that are written in Hebrew, and they actually translate into Caesar Nero. In other words, John was saying, this is the beast. It is Nero, the person who we are living under in this moment who is killing us left and right. So then we get this idea of what is the Antichrist then, because it's in the Bible, but it's just not in Revelation. So John again writes in 1 John 4, uh, verse 3, actually verse 1 through 6 is really good about this, but I want to read to you verse 3. So I'm going to read to you out of the Amplified Bible. Uh, You know what? Let's go back to, let's just do 1 through 3. So here we go. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Beloved. Do not believe every spirit speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. Instead, test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world. By this, you know and recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh as a man is from God. God is its source. This is where we get to verse three. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging that he has come in the flesh, but would deny any of the son's true nature is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is now already in the world. But let me just go to verse four, because this part is mind-blowing to me. And how the Christian world has not focused on verse four more than verse three is crazy. Hear this. Little children, believers, dear ones, you are of God and you belong to him and have already overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who is in you is greater than Satan or he who is in the world of sinful mankind. Whoa, 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 whoa. Full stop. So here we are grumbling terrified, bunkering down, adding extra food to our pantry, getting ready for blackouts, doing all this crazy stuff because we're afraid of the Antichrist. But right here, clear as day, it says we have already overcome that spirit. Dear friends, what are we doing being afraid in 2021? What are we doing being afraid? Now, let's talk about the Antichrist a little bit. I literally just got a text from somebody that was saying, um, isn't the Antichrist Bill Gates? Okay, so uh, here, let's just get into it. I cannot say this more plainly enough. The Antichrist is not a person. It is a spirit, okay? So John says this in verse 3 right here, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging that he has come in the flesh, 
is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. So let's talk about what this actually is. At this time, when John is writing this, there was a section of Christians who began to preach and to others and believe that Jesus actually came as a spirit, not in flesh. Now, this might be crazy to you, and you might think, well, how could anybody believe that? Well, listen, the entire Muslim Quran actually acknowledges that Jesus uh, was a prophet of God. You might not know this, but in the Quran, it says that while he was on the cross, he was swapped out. He was body swapped, like Freaky Friday style, I guess, and it wasn't him that died on the cross. That's what the Quran, what the Muslims believe. This is pretty interesting. I remember standing in a mosque with somebody one time, listening to them explain to me um, how Jesus was body swapped. And I remember thinking, this is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But okay, I guess you have a right to believe what you want to believe. And so uh, anyway, so the Antichrist is a spirit and it was a spirit that had gotten into the Christian church at the time that was telling people that Jesus did not come as flesh, that he came as a spirit. Now, two interesting things about this. Number one, John is the one who is the disciple that Jesus loved, remember? He's the one who laid his chest, his head on Jesus's chest. So if anybody knows that Jesus was not some sort of hologram or alien invasion type projected image, it's John. John snuggled with Jesus, for lack of a better word. And I'm sorry for that probably uncomfortable picture that I now place in your mind. But John knows Jesus came in the flesh. So he is the one who's writing and calling this out and has more authority than anybody to do that. And number two, if Jesus did not come in the flesh, he could not fulfill the prophecies and he could not fulfill the mission of shedding his blood to bring salvation to all people. This is crucial. This is why that spirit is so dangerous because if Jesus did not become flesh, then he wasn't one of us. And if he wasn't one of us, he could not die as us for us. Can you see how deceptive this thinking is? And this is why John calls it out and says it is the Antichrist spirit. It is Antichrist coming in the flesh. It's anti who Jesus was and is. Now, I hope you're drawing these conclusions to see that that is not a political spirit. That is not a spirit trying to govern world, have a new world order, or even captain the Death Star. This is a, a thinking that nullifies the power and the sanctity of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world and the Son of God. So when we go around saying, oh, this person's the Antichrist, this person's the Antichrist, whatever, we're pointing our fingers, we are buying into ridiculous thinking. And I'm sorry if you've done that. And I don't want to try to shame you. I do want to call you to repent because as long as we are pointing fingers at this one particular person who we believe has the power to, you know, wield the devil's thinking or whatever we want to call it, then we're looking at this completely wrong. I'm not saying there are not world leaders out there who want to dominate everybody and take up Darth Vader's cause and do some really bad stuff. I believe that that's true. There's no question in my mind about that. But I believe that will be present in every generation from the beginning of time and until the end because evil exists in the world. 
So as long as you and I as believers are chasing around trying to figure out who is the Antichrist and how to protect ourselves against them, how to not take that mark of the beast, how to make sure we're found faithful, et cetera, et cetera, we're expending our energy wasted on caring for ourselves instead of going out into the lost and hopeless and dying world around us and sharing the love of Jesus with them. Listen. If you are somebody who would say, I've bought into this thinking of trying to identify who is the Antichrist, probably what you need to do is just repent. Tell the Lord, look, I'm sorry, I didn't know, I wasn't informed, I or I was informed and I chose this or whatever. Just repent and genuine sincerity in your heart and ask the Lord to show you how to view the world in a different light. Let's just talk just for the last couple of minutes that we have together. Let me just say something about the mark of the beast. So, you know, we're all really concerned about the mark of the beast. And and is it going to be this brand of 666 on our forehead or whatever? And again, in this series, the Bethel OKC Revelation series, you're going to see that the mark of the beast was actually a mark to do business in the Roman world at the time that Jerusalem um, was happening, at this time that John wrote the book of Revelation. And uh, it was a common thing. It was, you know, you had to have this mark to be considered valid by Rome to be able to do business. Um, So that already happened. Could it happen again? Okay, it's possible. Is it going to come in the form of the COVID-19 vaccine? No, guys, no. That's not what the mark of the beast is. Nobody is going, even if the mark of the beast hasn't happened yet, even if I'm wrong, what I can tell you because I've read the book from start to finish is that the mark of the beast is not something people are going to take without knowing that they're taking it. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, these young guys who are taken from Jerusalem, as from uh, Israel and taken to Babylon, and they're being told to bow down and worship the statue of Nebuchadnezzar, and they don't do it. That's the picture of righteous sons and daughters of God in the end times. We don't take the mark of the beast no matter what form that it looks like. It would be, the mark of the beast in Revelation would be similar to, and forgive me for this example, but similar to what's happening in social media right now, which is that if you don't conform to a certain way of thinking, they'll just turn off your monetization on your account. So if you run a business on Facebook, for example, and you advertise on there and you also like, you know, you have the little shop button and people can buy stuff from you and they've created a marketplace. And so then because Facebook is, you know, under the lordship of Mark Zuckerberg, Berg, um, then he decides, look, I don't like people who talk like this. There's all these studies that show, and I'm going to get off on a tangent here, and 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 no, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to get political. Anyways, so what they decide is, oh, we don't want you to be monetized anymore. So I was listening to someone tell me the other day that she had posted a, a story about COVID and another story about COVID. And these were not trying to say it was a hoax. This was just somebody's personal experience with COVID. And Facebook demonetized their account. So what does this mean? They say, now you you can post, but you can't use this as a marketplace to make money. That's what was the mark of the beast in Rome at that time. It was this mark that said, if you are this way, you're allowed to do business. And if you're not, then you can't. Didn't mean you couldn't exist, that you you couldn't speak or anything like that. It just meant, this is how we want to run our society. These are the thoughts that we think are important and yours don't fit that. And so you don't get to work that way. Am I saying that Facebook censorship is an indication of the mark of the beast right now? No, I'm just using that as an example to show what type of thinking it would be like at the time that the church read the book of Revelation and they had this this common belief around who could do business in Rome. So let me sum this up for you. The Antichrist is not a single person. It is a spirit and it is it is impressing its thinking upon any who would listen. And remember in the book of first John, which is the only two places that the word antichrist is actually listed in the new Testament. 
This spirit is identified as a spirit that comes against Jesus in the flesh. So if you're going to find someone who is anti-Jesus, anti his um, what he did on the cross, anti-Jesus as the Son of God, you have just encountered the Antichrist spirit. What does that mean? That means it's everywhere. It's not just in Washington, D.C. It's in Hoboken, Indiana. I don't even know if that's a real city, but it's everywhere. It's everywhere that somebody would come against who Jesus is. This is why John is telling us in 1 John, be vigilant, test the spirit, and make sure you're listening to Jesus and not the Antichrist spirit. This should liberate you. This should free you. This should make you feel better about your life right now in 2021. Because if nothing else, remember the second thing Precious John said to us right after revealing the Antichrist spirit, and it's this in verse 4. Little children, you are of God, and you belong to him, those of us who have said yes to Jesus. And you have already overcome the agents of the Antichrist. Listen, friends, if you are in Christ Jesus, you have already overcome the most evil that wants to come against you. This is not the time for us to run around as chicken little and say the sky is falling and the world is falling apart. There is shaking happening and it is okay. Let God shake what he wants to shake and expose what he wants to expose so that we can clean up our messes, repent and move forward more holy, more Christ-like, more united as his bride. That's all I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Uh, Shoot me a message if you are interested, want to talk about it more, have questions. You can find me on social media at Rachel Wartman on Instagram. I am not on Twitter, but I haven't been on Twitter in like 10 years. So uh, nothing new about that. If you want to catch that Revelation series, specifically the episode about the Antichrist and the Mark of the Beast, you can do that at Bethel OKC. Uh, It's pretty much on every listening platform. And that is episode number 185. All right, you guys, until next time, be blessed. So you've just listened to The Art of Being You with Rachel Wartman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast. And listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also, share it with a friend. Help me get the word out. Until next time, be blessed.